0: just thrown a uh, caution to the wind today because I'm not wearing a jumper and I've, in fact I've only got a layer on one, one shirt no other layer underneath and uh, I don't have a cup of tea clinging to, to keep me warm. Uh, it's nice and I mean not boiling hot outside but it's very lovely and sunny and spring like. So um, with that sort of joyful note to start up today welcome to episode 96 of Mr. Burt Pods. It's actually been um, a very exciting week. An awful lot has happened, uh, some of which can't be told, unfortunately, uh, but some of which can and will be. Um, Yes, well, the sun's out, which is lovely, and the tree outside the window is practically in full blossom. Uh, it's a cherry tree one of those Japanese cherry trees that goes every year and I've said this before and I say every year every year I'm convinced it's pink blossom and every year it comes out in white blossom and then I have to go back to the photographs that I took the previous year to prove to myself it was pink and then I look at the photographs and I find it it's white and it always has been white and it never has been pink every year um, so uh, yeah yeah what happened this morning? Yeah, yoga was a bit of a disaster because, uh, in fact, there was three of us online, unusually, because uh, often it's just me. And I was really pleased about that because I thought, well, actually, more people online, they're less likely to cut the online streaming. Uh, but then um, it disappeared about 35, 40 minutes into it. Uh, but the, the studio camera disappeared completely. Uh, the other people were still there with me in the meetings but it was a bit strange so um i don't really know what happened there i've, I've emailed them and uh, i'm not heard anything back but anyway um so i uh what is that oh i i need to go to the pet shop to get uh some cat litter which is too heavy to carry uh so one of good use of the car so i quickly drove up to the pet shop on the local High Street. Uh, I have to say, Muswell Hill Broadway, if you want to go and see or experience a load of people uh, on foot or in cars driving around, um, putting everybody's life in danger, then just go up to Muswell Hill Broadway uh, on any weekday morning. Uh, You've got, I had a car try to overtake me on the left-hand side using the bus lane. This is on a on a high street, not, not a motorway. Uh, people just getting out of cars, opening their doors into the road without looking. I had one person walking towards me alongside a parked bus. Um, I had another car pulled out in front of me with no warning, and then I realised it was just inching its way into parking, despite the fact I was slamming the brakes on and nearly causing the car behind me to go. To, it just goes on. Uh, absolute nightmare. Everybody's in their own little bubble. Uh, no awareness of anything else going on around them Uh, it's actually, joking apart, I find it really stressful Um, and I have to drive really carefully and not get myself into a state of anger because if I get angry then I start making mistakes and then obviously I'm going to do something stupid in the car so I always have to keep myself really calm and just go from one fathead to the next fathead incident uh, not letting it all mount up internally until I explode like a volcano. So I was, was very good, very calm actually, drove very carefully. And the nearer I got home, the more carefully I drove because I thought now's the time I'm going to uh, let my guard down and make a mistake. So that was all exciting, especially as the pet shop was closed. And then um, then I had a chat with a neighbour because she was on the doorstep. Uh, we had a chat as usual about the fact that uh, where the cars were parked Uh, She was thinking about moving her car. It's all very, very exciting. Um, She's basically, as she said herself, she's got too much time on her hands at the moment. Uh, She's obviously noted down what time every single car's parked and what time every single car moves off outside the houses. Um, She's noticed, like me, there's just loads of people going down this road we'd never seen before. Uh, I did mention the podcast, She's quite happy for me to mention her. Uh, she wanted to be called Lady Penelope, but I can't think of a more unsuitable name for her, actually. Lady Penelope, which is why she wanted it, obviously. Uh, so basically, she's just turning into an old battle axe downstairs. She'll be twitching the neck curtains and banging on the window soon. Um, she's been off because she's had uh, COVID and hasn't been very well. She's been absolutely knocked out by it. And as we were both saying, apparently... By everybody's behaviour, COVID's just gone now; it doesn't exist anymore. Um, The fact that last week I think had the highest number of new cases in one day ever, uh, apparently doesn't seem to have bothered anybody. And I don't—I think I know more people with COVID now than I've ever known in the whole period of time since it was around. And I was saying to her that you know because uh, I'm of a certain age and you know pre-vaccines, right at the beginning people were, I know people are still dying, but there were a lot of people, a real lot of people dying. And I think that's stayed with me. So even though I, and and also there was a lot of people, and I know people still are getting long COVID, but you know, a lot of people were getting really serious long COVID. I mean, I knew someone that was in hospital for eight months, Um, you know, and I think that sort of stayed with me. So even though I've been vaccinated and then obviously things are di- very different now, I still can't forget that period. It's still sort of, you know, locked in the back of my head all the time. Um I still managed to have not had COVID. So anyway, so we were talking uh, and that was all that. What else were we talking about? Oh, of course, we're talking about the extension uh, and how the sort of builders just turned up randomly and then sort of go away again um and how it's just completely bizarre some of you have seen photographs of it now um yeah so we've got a car outside the house that we don't know whose it is but apparently it's been according to her it's been there for two weeks i said oh, you'd mark that on the calendar did you um so we don't know whose car that is but it's blocking everybody else's parking space which is annoying um other than that uh yeah so that was all that so we had a good old that for about 25 minutes then I went off for my run, thinking I was horrendously late, but I wasn't. Fortunately, Strava managed to work the whole run. Thank you, Strava. And I was very pleased to have done it in 30 minutes, 18 seconds or something. Usually I'm about 30, 30, 32, seconds, uh, minutes. So um, I knocked up a couple of minutes. So I was very pleased. I know that doesn't sound like much to those of you who don't run, but actually it's very impressive. Uh, the trouble with going a bit later is there's a lot more people out, and also the sun being out caused uh, a lot more people to be running. So that means I then have to look more uh, manful and skilled in my running, as if I'm not about to collapse at any point, which is actually slightly annoying. But I mean, I was very pleased actually. pleased with myself. Um, what else? So that was yes. Yeah, so that's been all today. So last week. Um, What happened last week? What I mean, what didn't happen last week, frankly? Uh, Tuesday uh, was... Usually you don't work on a Tuesday, but I had to work last Tuesday on the show. Tuesday was the weirdest... Well, not the weirdest, but it was a very, very strange performance uh, in which an awful lot of things went wrong. But uh, it was just really peculiar. It was a really peculiar... um, Oh, who's that? Oh, we've got a big dpd van i wonder if they'll just throw it at the door and drive off again like they usually do because you know why bother knocking on people's doors and let alone putting cards through and why not just park in the middle of the road and block everybody from getting past you that's always a good idea um yes yeah, so it was just weird and um i came off feeling a bit frazzled actually it was bizarre and then uh Wednesday I think was alright. Uh we've got a lot of cover on it at the moment. There's, somebody's got COVID, somebody's been not on oh these the actors, someone else is on holiday, um someone else became ill. Uh, so it's just all over the place. Yes, that's the D P D ban. And then um Thursday uh What happened on Thursday? Thursday, uh, yeah, one of the performers uh, couldn't carry on with their performance. So that was all a bit strange. And then one of the major parts of the scenery uh, decided it was going to break, which caused an awful lot of problems for everybody involved. And that sort of got fixed in the evening, but that was actually a very stressful day. I know it sounds silly because I'm sitting there pushing a button and watching the show, but I was saying there's only me and the deputy stage manager who's calling the queues who are actually watching the show. You know, we're the only ones out front. And so when you're watching it, it's actually quite stressful because you can't do anything. You can see what's happening, you see things going wrong, and you sort of want to intervene or stop the show or whatever, and you can't, you just have to uh, go with it. And then when things go really wrong i've got people talking in my ears over the headphones i've got a radio motorola thing uh, which i can't work i still use it for so long i still can't get used to the fact i've got to take you've got to push the button to talk and then you've got to let the button at the side go when the person talks back to you hence people used to say over and out all the time and of course i always keep my finger on the button constantly so i can never hear what the people are saying back to me and then i get very confused uh but if i've got people talking to me on that and then i've got people talking to my ear in my ear it's actually all quite stressful so um i think if you're it's terrible being on stage in a different way because you're but you're in the moment you've just got to get on with it but having said that you're also on view of you know x hundred amount of paying customers who are there for a show so it's all very difficult uh, and i do feel sorry for actors i know people make fun of actors and i am one of them but actors you know they do work very very hard and it is a very difficult job that they have to do. Um, and hats off, they've been amazing a lot on this show. They really have, because um, it's been very difficult. So, because we got, then got a call saying no shows. I had a free weekend, which is lovely. So, last Tuesday, somebody had a free day. So we decided to go for a drive out, which I wasn't that keen on because I didn't really want to be out of London and then have to drive back into London to get to my show. Obviously because of traffic and rush hour and everything. Oh no. Um and that's weird because I've just seen a cyclist go from on my right, and then I've turned to look out the other window on my left and they didn't appear. That's a bit weird. Where did they go? Oh, well, will never know. Um, so, uh, yes, where was I? Yeah, anyway, so we drove off to somewhere. Where did we go? Wimpole Hall, which is nearish Cambridge. Um, it's a bit of a funny place. Been there once before. It's got a working farm next to it. And the last time we went, I think it was, it was years and years ago, I think it was a and mouth or something. We couldn't go into the farm. But we were able to go into the farm this time, which was lovely. Full of goats and cows and a huge amount of pigs. they have got piggery. Anyone that's seen my Instagram has seen the pigs. And um, the house is a bit sad because uh, it seems to have been continually owned by people that ran out of money and couldn't afford to look after it. It seems to have got passed from sort of one person like this to the next person. It ended up being, it's a big house, it ended up being. Uh, owned by somebody who sort of tenanted bits of it out. And then one of the tenants, a couple, they ended up buying buying the whole place and living there. So she, this was until quite recently, she, her husband died and then she ended up living there on her own, which is actually a little bit sad. And I think she died in the 70s uh, and she wanted the National Trust to take... It over and I don't think the National Trust were that keen but the rumours seemed to get into the newspapers that the National Trust were going to and so they did but it's a bit it, it's a big place that needs an awful lot of money spent on it there's an amazing early 17th century Baroque chapel uh, which apparently is suffering hugely from damp and cracks and all sorts of stuff it's got all the walls are painted and um, and I, I just don't think they know what to do with it, sadly, which is not their fault, the National Trust's fault at all. What I do like about it, one very interesting bit about it, it's got very extensive downstairs to it. So it's got a big kitchen and sort of where all the servants worked. There tends to be just a kitchen or, you know, a couple of rooms when you go down these sort of National Trusty upstairs, downstairs, Downton Abbey type places. But this has got an awful lot of stuff downstairs, including the steward's room. Um who basically was in charge of the servants, but I didn't know was on a level with the status, social status with the people that owned the place. So Stuart does an extremely important job, despite the fact he lived in the basement. Um, So that got a real insight into the downstairs life that uh, you don't normally get. So it's fascinating actually. So that's a big reason for for going to Wimpole Hall to see that. Um, There was a lovely little girl running around. I thought she was older than she was. I think she was three. Uh, absolutely fascinated by everything and uh, talking ahead of. Uh, she was really sweet. Um but very hungry and she kept telling everybody. Um the gardens were nice. Yeah no it was it was it yeah there was something slightly sad about it, but I it, it's a nice place and I'll definitely go again. Uh oh I was putting her things out. It's exciting. Um and then um where that cyclist went now um, oh, the cat's woken up um, so yeah and then on so that was a nice day out and we're just about got me into work on time which is all well and good and then yesterday uh, I originally obviously was working and somebody else had got a ticket, a last minute cheap ticket to Hannah Cadsby at the London Palladium I don't know if everybody listens to this, knows who Hannah Gatsby is. She's became really well known because her first comedy show, uh, although comedy is probably not the right word, stand-up show, was filmed by and put on Netflix, which gave her uh, a huge uh, following. It's called Nanette. Uh, but it's basically her show, her stand-up show. She's got autism, which she was, was... she? I think she'd been diagnosed with it around the time of Nanette. She's in the mid-40s now. Um, she then went on to do another show called Douglas, which I think is also on Nanette. She did say in the show she's fallen out with Netflix, she had around with them, uh, about uh, another comedian that they did a show of. She's very... Why I like Hannah Gadsby uh, is she's very funny, and she's very angry, and she gets the perfect balance between the two things. And also, um, she... I learned, I've, I've learned from her, it's not like I'm going and listening to somebody whose experience I fully understand, so I will go. So she will talk about her autism, she'll talk about she's a lesbian, she'll talk about being a woman, she's talked quite a bit about being perimenopausal, this show, and it's stuff I don't know, um, or I know a little bit about. And she really, she does hammer it home, she does... Um, I find her really challenging to watch and listen to. On top of the fact she's very, very, very funny, and it's a brilliant mixture. Uh, I admire her enormously. She's terrific. She's fantastic. If you ever get a chance to see her, she's great. Uh, but I do recommend uh, particularly Nanette on Netflix. Uh, she does. It's not uncommon with comedians, but she she's brilliant at uh, seeming to talk about a load of random things and then suddenly pulling it all together at the end this show she called a feel-good show uh it wasn't quite a feel-good show but it was the nearest you're going to get uh to a feel-good show with uh hannah gadsby uh, and in events it was mostly feel-good uh she talked about the she's got married and she talked about her family a lot which was all very funny and it just had the most beautiful ending it had a really really beautiful ending um and it was just really nice going out and having a really good laugh I have to say there wasn't one person in the theatre wearing a mask that's not quite true i literally counted i think about six people out of i don't know what the palladium holds it's over a thousand easily probably about two thousand people so apparently covid's just gone um but i tested negatively since so that's all right we were on the end of the row and actually there weren't any people in front of us or behind us so it was all right so that was an unexpected delight uh, going to see Hannah Gads- um What else has been going on, Cat? What else has been happening? You're hungry all the time. The cat's Duffy has got... Duffy, I found out, her father is uh, Bob Marley and Cher is her half-sister. And she is, of course, named after the singer Duffy. So all the pedigrees in her family are all named after uh, musicians of various sorts. Uh, It's quite strange. Ooh, she's off. I've managed to trace on the internet where she actually came from. Uh she comes from somewhere near Sheffield originally. Um she's just left the room. She's got this marvellous habit now of certain foods we give her. She eats all the jelly and sort of the rubbish around the central bit of food and then the nutritious bit of food and leaves all the nutritious food uneaten in the bowl, which is really annoying. Uh, I did let her out the other day and she wandered down three gardens and then I saw her disappearing through a tiny little hole at the bottom of a fence that I couldn't get over or through so I had to knock on the door and explain I had a rescue cat, I made the most of that. Uh, a rescue cat in their back garden and fortunate man was very lovely and uh, went into his garden, clapped her out, she came shooting back through uh but didn't come straight home she knows which side her bread is buttoned on and she does come home but she knows uh that she can come home when it suits her so it's very funny having a pedigree cat because i've never ever had a pedigree animal Uh, and never been bothered by one but um yeah there we go i have a pedigree cat so uh yeah she's still settled in and um I'm still, did I mention I was reading the appeal? I think I did. I'm still completely nicely gripped by that. Still haven't got to a murder actually, and I'm nearly two thirds of the way through it. Um, have I watched any films? Can't remember. Still going on with Jane the Virgin. Uh, I'm sure I watched a film. What film did watch? Oh yes, watch Moxie That's rather a nice film It's directed by Amy Poehler From Parks and Recreation Lovely film About a girl standing up to the sexism And more in her school Um, It's very feel good But it actually pulls its punches as well I mean, it may not pull punches Enough for some people But um, I really liked it I thought it dealt with a lot of issues That are going on at the moment And it did it really well uh, didn't make too much of a fuss, just let you know they were there um and let you know that it affects an awful lot of people. It was right on in the right way, he says. That's a very clever pun, isn't it? I don't know the right way. Uh so enjoyed that. Um still watching The Promise, as I've mentioned, every single week and run out of uh run out of Disney things to watch, but find another series from somewhere. So anyway, the sun's out. All is not well with the world, obviously. Uh, All is absolutely horrendous in the world at the moment. Uh, I'm just going to plug anybody who's got children uh, or young people who are having difficulty um, with what's going on in Ukraine, which obviously is going to be with us for a very long time. Any adult who has difficulty trying to communicate or understand what younger people might be going through, um, Dam Cheeks, Darren's Company is doing a course uh, helping people communicate and understand the anxieties and worries and everything and giving them tools to talk to younger people about what's going on. If that is any use to anybody, I will put it up on the website uh, when I post this. Uh, yes, all well and good. I will speak next week and thank you for listening.